Hello and welcome back to HCS Weekly. I thought, yo, this is my life. I have to go pro with Halo. And my head thought that that was more efficient, and I guess I was right. He was like the god. We would have to two v one like just to beat this guy. Like, <laughs> well, I don't know. Man. I'll try I mean, to reach you. You're like, oh, see you guys later. A lot of Halo in my life, man. It's been a it's been a fun journey. I love it. Hello and welcome back to HCS Weekly, your weekly destination for all things HCS. I'm your host, Shyway, and guys, it's the end of April. You know what that means? We've got just one month to go before DreamHack Dallas, one of the biggest Halo events of the year. So something exciting to look forward to already. And speaking of exciting things to look forward to, we got one of the best European players coming on the show just a little bit later. Jimbo will be joining us. Of course, we've got the news. We've got our trick jump of the week. Let's get right into it with the news, this time with Batty Rums. Actually, actually made it this time. You weren't here last week. You left me hanging. Yeah, I was a little what busy. <laughs> uh, I had some things going on, some things in the works. Yeah, apparently you're, you're moving and stuff. You're, yeah, oh, buying a house. Yeah. We'll leave it there. Uh, we got yeah. a lot of news to get to, especially, right? We got April updates. We had the, the yapping event that's apparently over now. Yeah, the yapping event has ended, which uh, you'll a lot of people will notice when they first sign into the game. The, the splash screen is gone and all things like that. Right. Uh, no news yet on if there's like another event or something coming up. There's a development blog today from Postums that's pretty lengthy, but in the blog, one of the things that was interesting, he uh, mentions that ongoing updates for Halo Wars 2 and MCC's base content will need to be reduced in both frequency and scope. Oh, okay. So I'm not sure, uh, you know, how many things like that will still be happening, but it's pretty much all hands on deck for uh, Halo Reach. On, yeah on xbox that's literally what it sounds like and we'll get to it in a second because we didn't get deflighting this month and we'll talk about that but it does seem like they're putting all of their focus and energy into just the next step the rest of mcc bringing it on pc um we do have halo 3 hardcore variants that were added to custom games the custom games menu so they are building out very subtle things yeah uh it says coding update to reduce map repetition how does that work or, I mean, I don't uh, they just they just made some tweaks. Uh, I know a lot of people were complaining. They kept getting construct over and over and over again, right. back to back. So uh, they tweaked some coding to help reduce that type of situation. Right. Um, I haven't played much myself to be able to tell if it actually changed. But anyone who plays regularly will be able to give their input. Yeah. Something uh, to look into. Uh, yeah, a good change because I know a lot of people were complaining about that. Right, and they continue to make subtle updates to like the social playlist as well. We've got new maps added, game modes as well. The bigger thing was the changes, upcoming changes at least, to the banning system. Apparently they're doing something with the banning system. Yeah, this this hasn't been implemented yet, so keep that in mind if you're, <laughs> okay. uh, if you're planning on quitting. But any player that puts out during the loading screen of the match will receive a quit ban once that match ends. Right. So... The loading screen being once the match has been found and, you know, the screen pops up with the blueprint of the map and it shows all the players' names and everything like that, that's the loading screen they're talking about. But the good thing about that is if you're on the team that still has their four team members and the other team has two players or less because people have quit out, right. you can, in fact, quit without being punished. So you don't have to, so any like 4v1 or 4v2 scenarios, you'll be able to quit without, you know, taking a, a hit. 
Yeah, which is definitely a good change because uh, I guess yeah. previously you could see the players that you're about to match with right before you get into the game. And then in that loading screen, let's say you don't like who you're going to face or you don't like the map, whatever it is, you could quit without penalization. So I guess that would encourage people to quit during that initial loading screen and everybody's locked in for the game. You got a 4v2 match, which is horrible. You don't want that. So right. I guess if uh, so, they first of all, they're they're adding bans and now if you do end up in a situation like that you aren't banned if you quit after you know players on your team have already quit right so i guess right. you have to have two or less players on your team so if it's a 4v3 you still got to stick it out maybe? yeah it, it said half or less so mm, okay but even if you're on the if you're on the opposing team that has the four team members and the other team has two or one you can quit and you won't be punished either okay well so it works for both teams mm -hmm. so overall a good change and then yes. Getting back into the flighting, so in the beginning of the month, Sketch sent out a tweet saying that we would have, uh, we, if things go according to plan, we would have flighting at the end of the month. You can see that right there, happy happy April. If things go, go according to plan, we could be playing Halo Reach MCC, but unfortunately, that didn't happen. He followed up with another tweet just recently, and there there it is right here. <laughs> that yeah. tweet didn't age well. <laughs> And it looks like he's he's refraining from posting further tweets about uh, like the date of the flighting until I guess they've had that completely confirmed because last thing you want is, uh, you know, to start making promises that, uh, that aren't following through. Right. Yeah. He put out a, a post on waypoint, uh, stating that, you know, obviously, like you said, it didn't go according to plan and right. they're still working on it a lot, but he, he quote unquote said, he said, quote unquote, I can definitively say there won't be any public flights this month, which being April 30th, we well, all so. could. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no target time frame coming up because he, like you said, he doesn't want people to get their hopes up and then be let down again. Yeah, I, I mean, taking off, you know, some of the members of the team that may be focused on updating the current MCC and, and putting that towards, you know, building it on MCC, MCC PC, adding reach. Uh, hopefully that increases, the, you know, the speed of this process. And I mean, with the summer coming up and big events like E3 and Gamescom, they need, like, Halo needs to have big announcements. So I feel like the absolute latest we would see something like MCC reach would have to be by E3, by this summer. So I, I'm hoping we get it in May, but like early June should yeah. be the... The cutoff point. So hopefully they're they're working hard. We can get reach very soon, and and I think that will drastically change the scene a bit, right? Start people will start jumping in that we haven't seen jump in Halo for a long time. Well, yeah, a lot of there's a lot of people who liked reach in the no bloom no sprint days. So just right. like there's a group of people who like Halo Four. So yeah, so curious to see how that goes. Uh, we also have a new Halo support site. So if or or when I guess this flighting starts happening, we have a support site. To give your feedback and this is much better than what they had previously tell me a bit about this yeah beforehand postums would ask you know on twitter on waypoint on discord he would ask for you know feedback and information so now that what they've pretty much done is centralized everything into one website where people can submit uh you know uh, they, they're saying high volumes of feedback they can submit tickets that'll be streamlined and they can provide information informative articles and resources to players but that's as of right now it's only for halo insiders and it'll launch once the fighting begins right and, and that's a, a much needed change as well just kind of you know unifying like where we're going to have our feedback and support instead of seeing it in a variety of different areas like twitter or forums or whatever it is it's just this is one website where you can put you know detailed feedback and hopefully that's listened to hopefully that shapes the the game and the, and the future of uh you know the franchise as things continue to go forward so something something we absolutely need is more support options like that and then of course tournaments are always happening for halo we've got our tournaments of the week what do we have here the, the microsoft store 2v2 to kick things off 
Yeah, on uh, Sunday, there was the 2v2 Community Series. Uh, and as usual, they did the regional, like, top four. Right. So first place went to Chicago, Illinois, to the Woodfield Mall, which was pixelized in bullet. Mm. Second place was La Cantera Mall in San Antonio, Texas. Went to Janitor's BR in Vandemonium. And then third, fourth was Costa Mesa, California, and Mississauga, Ontario. Mississauga, Mississauga. <laughs> it's a I tough actually, name because I actually live in this area, so yeah. it's like finally I got something right here. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so that was Nightwalker and Remiss Diagram and Mister Sneaky and One Shot Sniper. Nice, nice to see uh, some Canadian talent in here as well. We have the Halo Australia Queensland Logan Lan four v four that happened as well. Yeah, they held a H three four v four and a Halo two two v two took place Saturday and Sunday. Nice. First place went to SKE, second place went to Authority, third place went to BBR. And in the Halo 2 2v2, first place went to SKE, second place was Nuke and Pave, and third went to DK. Awesome. It was nice to see some familiar uh, names that participated, yeah. like uh, the old uh, like Mind Freak players and stuff like that. Right. Even just having an Australian Halo event of some sort that's consistently, you know, happening, bringing the community to get together and yes, bringing some of those veteran Australian players is great to see. So hopefully that carries over as we have more events in the future. We've got a female pro league as well. Uh, Halo 3, 4v4 that just finished. Yeah, they uh, they came back to their roots, like they mentioned, and held a Halo tournament over the weekend. First place was Guardians Gaming. Second was Sway. Third and fourth was Cortana and Caffeinated. Right. So that closes off the events that just previously happened, and we have events this week before we get into DreamHack Dallas, of course, later in May. But what do we got this week? Yeah. Uh, Saturday, April 4th, is the DreamHack Qualifier number three, right. uh, which you can sign up for now over on UGC Esports. Also on Saturday, uh, Team Respawn is holding a Halo Wars 2v2 for all the Halo Wars players. Sunday, Europa Halo starts their uh, first, I guess, their 2019 roadmap, which is uh, Team Takedown number one, which is right. a 4v4. Nice to see. And then there's also been, I saw on Twitter, a uh, challenge was issued to all players from uh, Halo 3 community on Twitter. It's okay. a $1,000 big team battle <laughs> challenge. That's awesome. And, How does uh, that work? Uh, there's rules to it, but... It costs no money to join. Um, you play in a best of 11 series. All the maps, game types, and team colors are picked by uh, the Halo 3 community, or they call themselves the bad guys. Okay. Um, all the games will be on their hosts, which will be U.S. hosts. Um, it'll be across, it could be across all Halo titles, but mainly Halo 3. Um, like I said, they pick the maps, game types, all that stuff. No right. cheating, no DDoSing, sure. and no smurfing. Okay. But if you beat them in a best of 11, they'll award $1,000 to the winning team. Yeah. And, sorry, they have like a defending team that they're bringing forward or something? I guess they're that good, or they at least think <laughs> they are. And it's an open are. challenge to anybody, like pro players included, right? Uh, it doesn't say no pro players, but it says no smurfing. So that was, Okay. But to get in on that, on Twitter, you can uh, go to Halo 3 Community or... It's Legitsky, L-E-G-I-T-S-K-Y underscore. And uh, you can let them know that you're willing to accept. 
a $1,000 BTV challenge. That's pretty awesome. I like yeah. that, especially because it's BTV, it's Halo 3, it's, you know, it's bringing members into the, it's enough money, I'd say, especially because it's free entry. It's enough money to bring some some names into this uh, this event. So hopefully we get some recognizable names here and we get some high level big team battle competition should be pretty fun to watch. I know just previously we had a BTB uh, grassroots, HCS grassroots member showcase and they were they were playing right. BTB on Twitch as well. So seeing a lot more of, uh, of this game type and hopefully a lot more of that to come in the future. I'd say guys, if you want more information on all of this news, a good place to start is noobcombo.com. Matty Rums, who runs it, has all of this information there. He's got all the articles and links, associated links, so you can get involved with everything we just talked about and that'll close that's our right. conversation that's, <laughs> that's right i was like i just left it for you yeah you i, don't, I didn't say know something? i was like yeah, you just plugged it so i don't really know what else to add so uh, yeah yeah i don't know it's happening all on the fly here but thank you so much for joining me once again man and we'll be back with the news next week sounds good all right, and that closes our news segment. Something I forgot to say at the beginning of the show, guys, is we have our HCS Grassroots Code giveaway. We something we do every single week. All you got to do is type exclamation mark grassroots in the chat. You enter yourself in the giveaway. We will announce the winner at the end of the show. You get a BR skin and a nameplate. So something to look forward to. Just a little timbit to keep you guys here a little longer. And let's move on to our trick jump of the week with Clearly Me. How's it going, man? It's going good, man. How you doing? Pretty good. Excited to see what you got for me this week. Yeah, I got a, a jump that a lot of people know about, of course. Um, okay. Been around right, uh, basically since the release of Halo 3. Um, but it's on the pit. Um, it's a quick little ghost jump from S1 to S2. Um, reason why this is useful is um, everyone knows the sound of that lift. And right as soon as you hit that lift, people know exactly where you're going to land, where you're going to go. Right. Um, so something like this, if you were to try to learn it and implement it in matchmaking, it does become insanely useful. Um, but basically, it's just a little ghost jump. You're wedging yourself in between those two plates um, and jumping your way over to the platform um, right above the lift there. Right. And this gives you, there's a variety of ways to get up to this spot, right? Because you can just do mm -hmm. the generic lifting. You can short lift your way up there too. But one of the important points that you brought up was the sound that the lift yeah. makes when you go up. And so even if you're short lifting, getting up there fast, it's, it's still, you know, players can be aware of where you are. So I, I love how quick and not necessarily easy this is, but I, I assume if you practice, you can get it down pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, very, very useful, quick way to get up there. People tend to have a favorite side because of course you can do this on both sides. Uh, mm -hmm. But some people favor the right, some people favor the left. Um, I personally favor going towards my my right. So I do focus on that side when I go and try to implement it matchmaking. Very rarely do I do the other side. Um, but I was just trying the other day, actually, well, yesterday with uh, Gabriel and Echo Smith. We we're going back and forth on that spot, trying to uh, see if there's an easier way to get it down to a science. And it is difficult, but it's definitely worth a try uh, yeah. once in a while, for sure. Are you regularly playing with Gabriel, practicing these jumps? Because I, you seem to reference him a lot. And I'm like, damn, Gabriel, is, he's, he's just practicing trick jumps in the background. He's like the one pro player who's like, I, I need to know these jumps. Like, I, I got to integrate this. He's been he's been working really hard, and he's uh, really good. Uh, yeah, fast learner. Um, I can imagine. Yeah, fast learner. Um, him and Shotzi and Boopadoo Boo, all of them, they're really good at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
And I mean, that's that's something I'm looking forward to seeing, like Shotzi, Boo Boo Dubu. If jumps like this can actually be utilized at the top level of competitive play and they can do it you know, effectively, they can win battles at the same time. It's going to be interesting to see how that works, because, of course, Halo 5 movement was so important. Halo 3, still very important, but not quite as powerful. So yeah. curious to see how that plays out. Uh, <laughs> and of course, just watching this one clip isn't the best way to learn how to do it. you got a YouTube channel, you got a Discord. Where can people uh, you know, find you and get involved? Well, I'm going to throw a quick link here on Twitch. Um, that is to the tutorial. It is already posted. If you guys want to take a look whenever you like. Um, I did create a Discord, which I'll post um, after my segment is over. Um, the server is completely dedicated to the trick jumping community, me trying to rebuild it and uh, repopulate the community uh, to a point where it once was. Yeah. Um, but you can go there. You can request help. I have a challenge system where you can earn rewards. And uh, yeah, just uh, a cool place to chill and talk to cool people. I love it. Just in time for MCC PC. And of course, guys, a good place to start is Twitter at MCC Trick Jumps. And you can speak to him on Twitter. You can join all the relevant links that he just posted in the Twitch chat. So thank you, man, for joining me once again. Looking forward to the jump you got for me next week. Yeah, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. No problem. Right, that closes our news and trick jump for the week. And of course, the moment you guys have been waiting for, one of the top European players in Halo. I'm excited to bring Jimbo onto HCS Weekly. Hey, what's up? How's it going, man? It's going good. It's going good. Yeah, and I know it's kind of late where you are, right? It's, it's it's a big time jump. Are you okay over there? Is it like eleven? Yeah, it's, or something? it's it's twenty past eleven at night, but I'm up at this time, so it's not too bad. I'm kind of used to it. Right, right. I mean, all Halo players are kind of night owls as well. I mean, I can yeah. only imagine in Europe, like you're you're constantly influenced by the American scene because that's where the best players are. So you kind of want to be up and play with them, but then that that forces you to be up at like four or three, four a.m. every day. Yeah, no. To be fair, we kind of go in the room because we used to watch all the NA scrims and stuff like that before every tournament. So we're I'm kind of used to being up late and just watching the scrims. Uh, are you hardcore on the grind right now? I know you have a new team that you put together recently. Is uh, like are you guys practicing together? You're kind of getting ramping things up closer to the end of May um not as hardcore as i'd like to be it's kind of hard to scrim over here but uh i mean i've been trying to play but it's just been streaming more than anything but yeah it's hard to scrim out here because it's like one or two teams and even then there's but uh, it's it's there's a lot there's a lot to like stop us from playing but we're trying Right, right. I can only imagine. It's something I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit more a little later, but like I always like to do, I, I like to rewind back to the start here. Of course, you're one of the most accomplished European Halo players. You've got strong performances in both Europe and America. You're also known as the Ground Pound King for some reason. We'll talk about that later. Uh, and your career dates back to 2013, but where did it all begin? How did you first get into Halo? First get into Halo? Um, my, I was in my old house with my old neighbors. My, my neighbor had uh, Halo 1 just uh, on his, obviously in his original Xbox. And we just used to go around there and play all the time. We used to go out there and play like Spyro, uh, watch him like play Spyro and stuff like that. I'm used to just, eventually we got Halo and just kind of gained more of an interest into it. You know, constantly playing. I remember playing, I can't remember the name of the map. There's that snow map on Halo 1. We used to go on the, like the frozen ice lake and just try and stick each other. You know, oh, how yeah. delayed it was of Halo 1 nades and stuff like that. And I used to be the worst. It was like, I remember I always got bullied, kind of like, not bullied, but like, you know, trash talked in a way when I was a lot younger because I couldn't hit a single sticky. And it's just like, you know, how times have changed. But that's when I first got into it. But another one that I mainly remember is um, my parents' friends around the corner. He used to work, oh, I think he was, he worked for Microsoft and he got Halo 3 at, like, uh, like a month before it came out. Okay. So we were playing it in his... Wow, a month before. Yeah, he, I, I somehow, I don't know how, but he managed to get it. And I remember playing Damn. it on he, his projector in his garage, like on the garage door from the uh -huh. inside, playing it just nonstop. So I don't know, I just like fell in love with the game. 
did you not even have an Xbox at that time? Like you said, you played Halo One with your friend. Even Halo Three, you were saying was with a friend. Did you not I, have a console? I had. We did have a console, but we didn't have Halo Three. You know, we had to go around his to play. Uh, so I, okay. I played like like me and my brother used to do super jumps back in the day, like crazy in Halo Two. You know, I played the heck out right. of Halo Two, but I wasn't. Like, I remember my hands were so small. I wasn't really, like, fully <laughs> understanding what I was doing. I was just enjoying bouncing about. And, and I remember got, like, a legit, like, 32 or something like that on Halo 2. Like, it was so hard back then. But yeah, yeah. I did play it. Just more, I was more of a trick jumper and jumper at the time than, a, right. like, a competitive. At, at, at what point did it become, like, oh, I want to start competing? Like, was it Halo 3 where you started to switch that mindset? Did you, like, you know, you're on an MLG playlist or something? Like, where, where did the, when did that start to change? So once I actually compete, it was Halo 4's release when I actually started competing. But I played the heck out of Halo 3. Like, I had, like, I think I finished off about 22,000 XP on Halo. You know, I played a lot of Halo right. 3. Um, you know, I used, I used to be one of those online guys that would just go for, you know, 50s, like, try and get just, as many 50s in one account right. as much as possible and then play on it and play on it and play on it. Yeah. So I, I, I love playing Halo 3. Like, literally, I think I had, like, Three five stars on three of my fifty. Every single fifty had a thousand XP on it or more. Oh like I played God. the heck out of it. You know? <laughs> so then, like, it got to the point for me. It was just like, I know I'm good at this. I'm not really familiar with the competitive scene. I watched the heck out of it, but I've never actually taken the leap and attended it. Which is when I attended that first event later before I made that kind of leap. Right, right. And I, I want to know how that happened as well. But before you, you know, you're a competitor. You also have to have a, a name, like a tag, as a competitor as well. When did you come up with the name Jimbo? Where did that come from? Um, well, I mean, my, my actual name is James, and I know quite often James is shown to Jim. So okay, okay. To go to. And then uh, my granddad used to always call me Jimmy. He still does now. And then my uncle calls me Jim Bob. It just kind of like, it's kind of the relay off it. Like my Bob, middle, yeah. yeah, so, and I prefer Jimbo over Jim Bob, so I would just prefer that. But then my middle name is actually Robert as well. So, you know, Robert can be shown to Jim, like to Bob. So, you know, it's Jim Bob. So, and then I just, just Jimbo grew on me a lot more than, than Jim Bob or Jimmy. I like that. It's like a convenient kind of conjunction yeah. between the two names there, and, yeah. and it worked out. Um, and, and it stuck for sure because you, you started competing, started making a name for yourself, but it all began in Halo 4. It was uh, Your first event was EJL 9 Blackpool. You ended in eighth place, and that must have given you some momentum because shortly after you joined Outbreak alongside Smithy, Snipe Drone, and Adam Ack, placing first place at Multiplay Insomnia 49, and that's only your second event at the time. This must have been an awesome way to kick off your competitive career in Halo. So tell me a bit about these events. Did they really inspire you to continue competing? And I mean, I guess, how did you get over there? Was it a conversation with the parents? How did that go? Um, yeah, I mean, Blackpool was quite far. It's like a, a four-hour train or something like that for me. And I had to go up there with my mom because she wouldn't, you know, it's the first event. Like, I just turned, I mean, I just turned 17. So I was kind of getting, right. you know, I was, I remember I was learning to drive at the time as I went up there. But she came up there and she enjoyed the weekend out in Blackpool while I was at the event. Um, which, yeah, that event was, it was an insane experience, you know, experience the first time. Because like, back then, you know, you had like, uh, that was the one that Ninja attended with Vibe. And then oh, there was wow. like a bunch of YouTubers like Syndicate, KSI, all these English YouTubers were, as well as the Farico Impact Call of Duty team, because at that event there was Gears, Call of Duty, and Halo. Okay. So it was like, it was an insane experience to go there. But, but funny enough, the, the, the 4v4 placing wasn't the highlight of the event for that, because there was a free-for-all as well. Okay. Um, which I love doing the European, I mean, I've always loved free-for-alls, like every, every event if there's a free-for-all, I'd do it. Um, which was all, you know, I managed to get to the finals of that, and in the finals, the way we've done it here is we do three maps, so it's the best of three, and obviously the highest score, highest kills out of all of that gets there, and I remember I won the second match of the free-for-all, 
which you know, I, I came fifth overall, but I won the second match. So I'm sitting there mm. thinking, I've got all these guys. Like back then, it was like two Foxy. You had Ninja at the event. There was right. Riots. There was Chalky, all these European guys who I'm just like, wow, these guys have dominated me online. And, you know, I managed to win one of the maps. And it kind of gave me a lot of confidence. And it, it, it showcased myself a lot more than the 44 did. So it was awesome. Right. And that was the first? That was at Blackpool? or That was, that at, was at Blackpool. Uh... Okay, wow. So, like, in your first event, you're already kind of achieving those first place. And that's where, like, you, you get full, like, individual skill showcases, yeah. those FFAs. So that must have, I guess, given you some confidence for sure. Like, and I guess that that inspired you to continue to, to go to more events. Like, you just kind of became addicted to that? Yeah, because next event, I-49, obviously, we went we won the free, uh, we won the 44, and I won the free for all as well. So right. I did the double that event, which just, you know, was insane. You know, that was at my second event. I've just done the double at the event. Damn. Is, you know, that's that's a good way to start your career. Somebody needs to update that Halo wiki then, because none of the FFAs are there, man. I'm seeing the 4v4 placings, and I, I think I remember you saying in an interview that you had won the FFA too. It just wasn't there, and I didn't include it. But um, but damn, yeah, like those are two great achievements. And then that also led to you playing in Insomnia 50, the follow-up one, but you were playing with two members of Status Quo at the time as well. You're playing with Flamesword and Enable. How did that work out? They, I'm assuming so, this is a European festival, gaming festival that happens every year? So yeah, it's like, um, you know, like you have a PAX or I can't remember. Other right, okay. I guess it even like, like a dream, or... like a dream hack or something like that. Okay. You know, it, it's a big convention, so or a, a gamers for giving. You know, there's there's a BYOC right. area, and then there's all these different expos and stuff like that, and they have tournaments on the side. Like I remember there was like a Minecraft tournament in one of them. There was Call of Duty at some of them, and there, there was it, it's it, it really good events, and it's it sucks that yeah. Halo's not with them anymore because I've enjoyed every single one I've gone to. You know, it's it's mm -hmm. an awesome experience. But yeah, the Flame Sword and Able thing was odd because they just tweeted. I think Red Bull just gave them a bunch of money at one point, and they were just like, <laughs> right, hey, yeah. guys, we want to come over to Europe. Is there an event going on? And, you know, I, know it's, I was just, like, happened to get the Flames of attention at the time. Um, it was such a strange event, though, because they literally... The event started on the Friday with the free throw, but the 44 started on the Saturday. They landed Saturday morning from America, and okay. in, in, within, like, half an hour, we had to play our first round of the, the tournament. And then... We slept in this really dodgy, like, one hotel room that was two beds. You know, there's three of us on the floor because we had myself and Septic, who's called Sin now. Um, uh -huh. And then Brightside, our coach, and then Flames of Enable. So we literally all were in one room um, just, you know, for the one night. Jeez. Woke up next day, won the tournament. Flames of Enable <laughs> left in two hours and flew back home because Thanksgiving was, like, the next day or something like that. Wow. So they were literally in the UK for under, like, 48 hours, won the event, and then left. Man. And then... What makes it even more funny is Flamesword, you know, I, this is what I was saying, Red Bull, I think, just threw money on because Flamesword didn't even take his prize money. I ended up taking it. I was just like, wow. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I sure, I can't complain. Yeah, yeah, you know, so it was, it was an awesome event. Because yeah. uh, that was that's... the final Halo 4 event as well. Right, right. And that's actually, like, kind of an interesting thing that, that a lot of people don't, like, you don't immediately think about the Halo scene is, like, just the fact that you guys were all kind of crammed into one hotel room is, like, that's a big part of, of just competitive Halo is you go to these events constantly and you have, like, a variety of different living situations. Like, you might, like, I don't know how everybody's doing it, but somebody might be, you know, living out of their car one day or something. You're, you're in an Airbnb. You're in, you're all shoved into one room, whatever it is. It's kind of, like, that's part of the grind, the experience. Yeah. I'm sure there's some yeah. good stories. <laughs> um. So, uh, and overall, though, you said it was Halo 4. That was, like, towards the end of Halo 4. It was a bit of an awkward time to join competitive Halo with Halo 4 because the scene overall was kind of going through a dark period. Um, what was it like over in Europe? Because apparently, towards the end of it, they had, like, a revival of Halo 3 or something. What was happening? So, Halo 4, we kind of split off from America on the settings. So, I think that kind of was towards the end of it. You know, they had over in, in the U.S., you guys had a drift and stuff like that in the game mode to Halo 4, whereas we had our own settings are actually modded. And 
obviously I, at the time free free wouldn't support that which is fair enough you know we better effectively modded the game but we modded the game so it was a four shot a clean four shot um we got rid of sprint and stuff like that on halo 4 so the mm-hmm. final tournament we actually played was um modded settings where it was no sprinting it was different maps. it was actually and we had oddball where i don't know if you remember how big the extraction ball was right we had oddball where that extraction thing was the oddball so you couldn't see any of your screen but it was the oddball and we played that at the tournament and it was so good playing that like wow. playing no sprint halo 4 was so awesome to play but yeah we separated off um as our own kind of community just we didn't yeah. feel like we, we weren't really getting a lot of support and you know we didn't necessarily have the the organizations or the income to be able to go out to us events often unless we were invited out there so we kind of just split off and did our own thing which is why we went back and paid free because a core amount of the community then loved halo free right some of the guys are still playing now and we ended up having a social LAN, which i'm this probably isn't even on the website because it was a social LAN. we had a social LAN up in liverpool one of the guys called pinchies and this um who's in the european scene hosted event or well, like a social LAN. we must have had about 30 people attend the event or attend the social land in this hotel that they booked out for us okay. just to play halo 3 on land it was just it's you know like back then the halo 3, the european community was a community you know we were a core and everyone got on with everyone yeah sure there were some rivalries but it was it was an awesome community and it's a shame a lot of them have kind of moved on but yeah we we yeah and then we obviously had the insomnia 51 and 2 events uh-huh. which were two halo 3 events i didn't attend i didn't attend i 52 but I fifty uh, I fifty one was awesome when I did that one. Yeah, so so many things here that that you're bringing up that I want to talk about. It's just the fact that you guys are like a true community as well. It's so grassroots, and you kind of split off from the the American community overall. I've also heard that Halo Four modded was one of the like like was really good, like low key one of the better Halo somehow. What what is that all about? Like they so you took out Sprint and you made it a four shot BR. I think I think no I think about I got to check that out I don't even know about it. Make it a four shot BR at some point. Again. I think they did themselves. Uh-huh. I think we got rid of um I gotta the look this Bloom up. or something like that on the sniper as well. Uh-huh. We made some small tweaks that just made the game so much better, you know, removing sprint something that was, you know, highly at the time wanted to be removed and we removed sprint and it made the game play so much better. You know, it was it was a really really good thing. It, it kind of was buggy but it, it was one of the European guys actually modded it. Um, but yeah, it made Halo Four pretty good towards the end. But obviously, it was still Halo Four. But right. yeah, it was it was it was pretty cool. It was a shame it didn't get as much um, highlighted. I remember a couple of the NA pros were tuning in and seeing it, and they were like, "Wow, this is awesome!" You know, but they couldn't play it over in over in North America because you know, free or free wouldn't allow it for the events and stuff right, like that. Right, right, right. But there does have to be, like, despite the fact that you know it's not as large of a scene in Europe, there does have to be something kind of special about being a part of that community because there's so much passion it's kind of like an us versus the world type thing like it reminds me of like the smash bros community as well when they like modded brawl to make it project m just like melee like it's just it's purely a passion project the, the company's not supporting it you guys you know and, and as a result you're building great relationships i assume yeah yeah it's, it's, it's it was an awesome experience you know it's we we host them all of ourselves you know people hosting the events were uh, you know just community guys that were, were that ran halo forums back in the day you know these right. guys that which is so passionate, like all of us, you know, they get the equipment hired out, they get to the right people to hire out, you know, it was, all of our events were more social events. Right. Um, more than actual, like, proper, you know, mainstream events, which were awesome. Yeah, interesting. 
Um, so eventually H2A came along afterwards, and its time in the competitive circuit was short-lived, but it did lead you to joining Epsilon Esports with Buck 20, Snipe Drone, and Buck 57, which turned out to be a very strong squad in Europe, Europe, uh, winning your final H2A major event, Insomnia 55, and you also took first at the Gamescom Invitational. This was interesting because this was the first Halo 5 like Invitational event. You guys got to play before the game officially came out, and uh, Tony, if you can roll up some of it in the background here, we'll just uh, talk, like talk while it's there but uh halo 5 was a very different game than h2a what did you think of it when it first came out playing it at this, this invitational experience I, I, I loved it but i think it's mainly because i was very very good at it because you're right i had a lot of experience on it like for big before gamescom i got to be i got flown out to all of my teammates on epsilon got flown out to free to play against optic to test the game play test the game right um make some tweet help free free make some tweaks and then also um before on six hours uh, there was a halo stream like six hours on release of halo 5 where mm -hmm. for an hour portion of it they flew out a bunch of players to play like a show match um which fortunately i was one of the players who got flown out so i ended up playing it like six hours before release as well wow. um, which was weird like I'm, it's a shame because that clip didn't like that showcase stream didn't get much um highlight or you know reveal because you know we had like pistola ninja snipe down uh snipe his girlfriend at the time bittersweet there there was Havoc, right. there was speed two other europeans there as well um, and then Benno as well from Australia got flown out and, and showcased. So I got a lot of experience playing Halo 5 before the game's actual release. So, you know, I was miles better than a lot of other people but right. because I was fortunate enough to play it. So I loved it, you know. I I was having so much fun playing the game because it was a fresh new game. Um, yeah. Back then, the certain stuff were kind of overpowered. You know, back then you had like the YY with a shotgun, where it was instant shotguns. SMGs, you could literally shoot people from across map with them. Yeah, ridiculous. It was, yeah. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> OP. It was awesome, but I'm happy they nerfed it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's awesome from, like, a just a casual, like, oh, yeah, this shreds people yeah. kind of perspective. But then yeah. when you bring it into competitive play, I mean, you were playing, like, a beta version of the game as well. Like, if you look at it, the graphics are different. Like, the sounds of the weapons and stuff, It's the DMR is so fast. And I know they, they updated that later. Uh, are you one of the ones who felt like the beta of the game was actually, like, in some ways better? Like, some people have really fond memories of Halo 5's, like, beta version yeah i remember it's just been very new the beta came out like a year before the actual full games released and i remember right. it was like darker and grittier too yeah i honestly yeah. i preferred the graphics on that yeah i, yeah. I do remember i prefer i don't know I, for some reason i preferred it but i could obviously you could tell the textures like went loaded in but i think sadly at the time as the halo 5 beta came out we had an event not long after so we didn't get to play it properly okay i can't, I can't remember what event it might have been because um when we first got the Epsilon roster, we had Reaction instead of Book 57, like a proper old school, legendary European player Reaction. Right. So we actually, we went to a French event. There was a French event called the SEO, which we attended, I think, was around about the same time, which is why I didn't really get to play the beta as much, which was a pretty, pretty awesome event because we won that one. But um, yeah, I don't really have many memories of Halo 5 beta, but I, I do remember enjoying it a lot more. It felt a lot smoother somehow, which is weird yeah, for a beta. Yeah. It went through some ups and downs for sure. Um... Uh, and we'll, we might get into that a bit as well. But the release of Halo 5 overall is what really got you into building your online identity, as, as far as I could see, because you were uploading YouTube uh, videos to your channel. You were streaming regularly. You also completed various challenges for viewers, like the Ground Pound Challenge, which is you had to kill everybody with only Ground Pounds. It was your Bronze to Champion, uh, like Road to Bronze to Champion that you were doing. Tony, you can play it up in the background so people can see what it was like. Pretty ridiculous gameplay, and it was a, a while ago, too, now. Um, but is this where the title of Ground Pound King came from? I think before we had started, you were telling me that it actually came from somewhere else. Um, no, actually, yeah, it came from 
uh, the clip at the start of the stream, if you guys were tuning in in the preload, and there was a clip from Gamescom when we played against Optic. Uh, myself and Flamesaw at the time were the only two that properly understood like the whole Spartan ability stuff with the ground pound and the Spartan charge and stuff uh-huh. like that. So, um, and I got really used to the ground pound, and like I remember doing it on the beta, and I absolutely loved the idea. I don't know. I think me and my friend who I've been playing with for a long time called Prosco, we we were literally playing the free for play that's just going around ground pound and just because we enjoyed it so much it was so fun to do and we there was like a leaderboards at the time and you could be the number one ground pounder which oh I my god number one for a while just because i go in and try it all the time but uh-huh. i actually got the ground pound king and i i'm this is why i remember it is onset actually gave me the name is from the highlight reel oh i remember we used to play against when we were playing in free for free maniac i used to ground pound all the time and he didn't understand the ability at the time um so he, he didn't know what was happening, you know, so he's more used to the basic Halo. So when he sees me flying and charging up in the air, I remember him screaming, I just got Jimboed. Like, <laughs> me and I just got ground pounded because I do it so much to him when we were there. So yeah. I remember that was originally it came from. That's what got me into it. But I think one of the early events must have been Gamescom or or from the highlight reel at the start of Gamescom, which Bravo and Sims did. I ground pounded. I did a ground pound stall and something like that. And I think it just become that I, you know, people know I like ground pounds. I think Onset actually gave me the, the name at, the first London event when I was on Epsilon yeah. uh, of Grand King, I, I believe. So I, I, I give that one to Onset. I think he's yeah. the one that first came up it. <laughs> and I actually want to bug you about Onset a, a little bit as well, but we'll, we'll get to that <laughs> okay. also. Um, one thing I like, though, is, is, yeah, Ground Pound ended up not being the greatest, you know, asset in competitive play. It was kind of, you know, unbalanced, let's say, or, or a little, like, overly aggressive as far as how we wanted the, the game to run. But I like that you kind of just took it at face value and you didn't, you weren't, like, you didn't see that new ability and was like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't want to use this. This is dumb. I'm just going to play Halo in that classic style. You like immediately, you know, pull that into your gameplay and try to find ways to use it creatively. And then I guess that gave you the name. But then, like you said, you could dump on players like Maniac who like kind of ignored it for the longest time. And then it was like, damn, I need to start you know, learning how it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was. Yeah, it's, it's the thing is, it's a new game. There's new abilities, you know, where you can either sit there and hate them or you can try and adapt to them and try and. Right. Yeah. Them to the best and then to be honest i can understand why it got taken out of the rotation because it i started to do it more of a troll and a, a disrespect in right. competitive play than actually be something that was useful and effective because yeah. it got to the point where people understood it and they knew how to counter it you know if you saw someone ground pound towards you you'd thrust her underneath him because you can't do a full 180 exactly uh, ground pound so it kind of yeah. got easy to counter which you know i it just made me understand why they got rid of it um, you know, it kind of sucks because I love doing it just to troll people. You know, I'd go on Coliseum and go to the bottom of the snipe lift and just go around ground pound people just because I could, you know, yeah. and, and, and disrespect them in a way. So I know it, you know, it annoyed me when I got killed by a ground pound, so it must have annoyed people when they saw me ground pound them. So it kind of gave me that competitive edge in a way. But yeah, I, I, I love the video. I like that kind of stuff, but for Halo, I don't really like that kind of stuff. So it, it's kind of weird, you know, but I just I just chose to embrace it. Yeah, it's tough when when Halo is so grounded on balanced play, right? And and especially when like gun skill is is so favored in Halo, and it doesn't really encourage you to keep your gun up. You're just you know using your Spartan abilities instead. But I also liked how it added like a, a hover aspect to it as well like the way that you could use the hover of the ground pound and cancel it early to fire shots there's even this weird glitch where you could like i think you could like melee a teammate or something if you're on top of somebody's head or i can't remember what it was but you can fly way up in the air with yeah. it. i don't know if you ever if you yeah. got hit by a nade while you're in it it pushed you up and it's the same with the stabilizer if you got hit by a nade while you just started it, it the gravity would like bug out and you'd fly upwards yeah it was ridiculous yeah so just from like a perspective of like doing you know nutty stuff like i, I think it was cool but yeah, competitive wise. Anyway, yeah. Um, so, 
So Halo 5's debut led to some breakthroughs in your career overall, though, specifically when you joined Team Infused, uh, and this was which was kind of like the European talks at the time, because you in Gfinity London, you dropped only one game, and you followed up with the best performance a European team has ever had in an American event, uh, upsetting straight Rippin' and closing out DreamHack Denver 2017 with a top six finish. So let's actually show the very end of that game. Tony, you can bring it up control with this stronghold. Yeah, 1.5 times as many slays for this infused roster. When you have that many more kills, that much more significant of a percentage, it's going to show. It's going to show in your map presence. It's going to show in your options as far as running around getting strongholds. It's going to show in the amount of pressure that straight can even put on you. Jimbo getting that shotgun kill over a light rifle. He's got to be feeling it. Only a few more kills and it's almost guaranteed that straight cannot capture these strongholds. Yeah, and now Jimbo is going to go down straight ripping, panicking. You can see they're just rushing out, trying to get any capture. They've got some focus at bottom middle. He hits the ground pound, but he's not able to get the finish. It doesn't matter. Team Infused, the European squad, they do it. They take down straight ripping, and they are moving into the top six for the first time ever, making Halo history never before seen. This is the roster everyone looked to. Onset, Gaskin, Sims, all the EU guys have constantly talked about this squad. Even NA players this tournament were saying this team, they have got what it takes and they've got that individual skill. And you know what? They have proved so many wrong and they have done it. Team Infused are in the top six, Walshy. I'm incredibly happy for them. Obviously, it's, it's always a tough moment seeing uh, teams lose here. You never want to see say goodbye to teams, but someone does have to lose. And uh, today, though, I'm super happy to see a squad like Infused reach this amount of success. You know that they've had to been grinding for years. It's had to been more of a struggle not having the scene as supported out in Europe compared to the amount of tournaments and exposure that we've had in North America for Halo. So this has to mean so much here to the Infused squad, and I absolutely welcome it. I love the idea of having more global competition when it comes to Halo, and Infused are kind of setting the bar. So uh, we'll play up some more if it's already. OK, OK, so we're playing up more in the background here, but that has to be a big win, man. Tell me a bit about this. If you're still with me, Jimbo. Looks like he's frozen. Tony, he's he's I see him here, but he's frozen. So uh, things things not looking good. Uh, Earth Jimbo, I, we, what we might have to do is uh, is restart it. Tony. Oh. oh, wait, wait, he's back. He's good. My Skype crashed. I haven't used the app for okay. a while. All right, take a breather. Right. So we, we we finished the clip. You mm -hmm. you won. You made it to top six. This had to be a big victory. Just tell me a bit about that, I guess. Um. Yeah. It was. It was. Because uh, we boot camped for that event, so it was uh, a lot of of hard time being rewarded, which was nice. You know, that was. I think we got quite fortunate at that event because uh, with straight ripping, straight ripping freeoed luminosity really early on in that tournament, so it kind of you know that kind of worked in our favor. Um. It was it was such a it was such a good event from performance wise because even when we played against I think we played against uh, I can't remember that is it, it was uh, we Cryptic played, as well that was a big team yes yeah, so we played against Cryptic which we gave us a lot of momentum we ended up playing against Liquid I think for the winners match uh -huh. and we put on a really really good series there as well but sadly lost three one um, and then we got fortunately got put against Straight Rip and uh, and you know we we. We did pretty good on that one, considering Respectful actually threw up mid-series on that one. I'm sure he's probably going to hate that. I've highlighted that. He, he, he was sick. He was sick uh, after the, like during the first game. 
So, you know, we were quite worried about that, you know, having a teammate that's quite sick, like, should we make him play? You know, it's, it's, it was quite worrying, but he, you know, he, he clutched it up, he stuck it together and he played really well. So fortunately, you know, that helped us, you know, we still got the, the top six, but it's a shame because I, I feel like I, I'm a bit too modest on this is I don't think it was a good top six as much as it's the highest European history placing. Interesting. Uh, we didn't play a top six team to get top six. We played a team that beat a top six team, but right. we didn't actually beat a top six team ourselves. So, because obviously LG were the top six team that got beat by straight, so it, you know, I, I'm sitting there like, yes, we got top six, and yes, I'm proud because it's it's written on paper that we got top six, but we didn't actually beat a top six team. So right, right. it's it's still in my head, I still need to achieve that. Yeah. Right, right. And I mean, as a competitor, like, you know, number one is what you're rooting for in the end of the day as well. So it's like, you're not going to stop until you get there. I think even when you got that top six, so did you realize it at the moment? You're like, oh, okay, we did it. Like we, we've made it farther than anybody. Or was it just kind of like you hadn't fully, you were just kind of playing the rest of the tournament? Um, no, in the moment, I think you could probably have seen on the clip, you know, I was clapping, I was happy. You know, right, it, yeah, it was yeah. something that I was proud of at the time because yeah. it's, yeah, you know, it hit me. It's like, we've just reached top six, you know, you, no European Let's team has done. Like, uh, yeah, I'm proud, I'm happy, but I wanted to do more. I think yeah. I said in the interview afterwards, like, we're not going to stop here. We're really confident in our gameplay. We've been playing really, really well. And we played, we went into a series versus Envy, I think, just after. And we had such a close series of them. And it was just, it was, it sucked that we lost because it was another 3 1, but we, we chose them two very close matches. You know, we could have beaten Envy for being, for being top four. I felt like yeah. that's all. So, um, yeah, we, we wanted more. You know, top six was nice, but we wanted more. Understandable. Yeah. I mean, but definitely the strongest European squad I've seen in Halo 5. And did you guys know you were going to be so strong from the start when you got together? Did you really gel well together? Um, yes, it's at the start, I think the team got a bit... A bit uh, we got, you know, by the time Denver come around, we've been playing so much, kind of got a bit tired of each other in a way. But you know, we, <laughs> okay. we, all, we all wanted to, to get this placement, you know, get what we're going for, what right. we've we been grinding for. Um, but yeah, we, we, we didn't really know... when. When we watch the other teams, we f we see them. We're like we're better than them. You know, it's just whether we prove that at the time. You right. know, like I, I sit there. You know, I sit there and think I think we were better than Envy at that point. You know, but uh -huh. we just didn't have what a lot of the North American players have, and it's closing out games. We don't really get the best practice over here, so it's it's hard to achieve like to gain that skill if we don't get to do it. You know, we were just stomping every single team right. in Europe. You know, like. Right. The event before and even after that, I think yeah, we dropped one. We dropped one map the event, and then there was another event just after that where we didn't even drop a single map. You know, like yeah. no European team was coming close to us, so the only practice we could get was just stomping European teams. So we didn't get to experience those close games, those situations where one one decision could change the output of the game. You know, exactly. So it's hard, yeah. but it, you know, we felt like we could have done better. But maybe if we had more practice, you know. Yeah, and always something that's been difficult for the European community is getting that kind of practice. And that's something I wanted to ask you about and whether or not that's something that could be improved or fixed in some way going on into Infinite. Um, but before we get there, uh, you carried this roster over into the Halo Worlds event 2018. You guys finished in top eight. Of course, considering your past achievements, you wanted to accomplish more than just top eight. Uh, but following the event, you split from the roster. Gfinity recorded this short interview titled Fall of Infused leading into HCS London. Let's take a look at this interview. At Worlds, when we were in the Infused roster, we were not happy with our performance. I think we went out of the tournament a bit earlier than we wanted to. A lot of us were just deflated at that point. You know, we've been playing for a season. Just three kills needed for Renegades here. Kimbo picks up one. Mose misses the shot, misses a second shot. But two kills do fall. It's just a two-kill game. And here comes the push from Infused. 
but no, Jimbo gets taken down. Infused will be going home after that series. Renegade. Yeah, we just kind of split off. I think being dropped from that last roster really hit me personally. I think it, it, it put me in quite a big slump. It was a rough one afterwards, and I think I'm still recovering from it now, to be honest. And I think you took a big hit in, in Nola. It was rough to watch the tournament because it's the first North American tournament I haven't personally been to. Market, they did really well, so I've got to give a lot of respect to them. But the other two teams, I think, just got worse. I think Lucid just kind of choked a bit. Radiant, yeah, the, the team the team took a while, as, as actual team players, team players, but it took a while to get uh, in the right group with each other. Coming from, you know, you had the Riots and the Lani coming from the previous Vex roster, they played a completely different style than Mose and I used to on the Infused roster, so it took time for us to get on the same page. I think we're still working on it now at the event, but we are doing a lot better than we were originally. This is the first rocket, goes for the second, he'll pick up the kill. I'm looking at Lucid because they are the, the number one team. I want to try and support them. I want them to try and do the best they can. It's hard to watch them play and try and support them, but I tried to break through it. Was kind of disappointed that they didn't play very well versus, um, I don't know if they were called Berserker at the time, but the, the Latin team in New Orleans, you know, they lost that to not get a top eight, and that was a really bad placement from a European standpoint, and I think they still are annoyed about that now. So it's kind of tough to see that from the score, you know, even after they played very, very well versus Trifecta, I believe, in New Orleans, they lost the game five, which was um, was good, like, good and bad at the same time, you know, they performed well, but no, that Lucid team is very, very dominant, and I do respect how they play. I want to try and help the European scenes. This is my life, you know, this is my community, this is my my scene, you know, I want to try and represent them, I want to try and introduce more people into the scene, I want to improve it, you know. This is not me sounding big-headed, I think a lot of European players look up to me from what I've achieved and I want to represent myself as well as everyone else the best I can. So I actually really love your message in the end of that interview there. And I just thought it was very powerful wanting to support, represent the European Halo scene. It brings up an interesting topic. The European competitive scene never really had that type of a leader, like one wildly successful player or team that inspires the growth of the rest of the scene. Uh, when I think of the top most recognizable players in Europe, European Halo, I actually think it was you who accomplished the most throughout Halo 5. Is that something you're actively thinking about? Does it put a lot of pressure on you to perform your best? What do you think about that? Um, I don't think it really put pressure on me. You know, I was, I'm proud of my achievements and, and I mean, I don't, uh, you know, when people ask me who do you think is the most dominant Halo 5 player in Europe, you know, I know from event-wise, placement-wise, uh, all events, you know, I would say it's me, but, you know, when it comes to individual skill and stuff like that, I wouldn't put myself up there, but, no, it, it you know, I'm proud, yeah, like I said, I'm proud of my achievements for Halo 5. I, I the, Halo 5 has, has treated me very, very well. I've been very, very fortunate and very, very lucky with the people that have helped me out and um, supported me with it. Um, yeah, it was like, yeah, that, that video is kind of, it's sad because it was a sad period for me. I lost, I right. think what ended up happening after Worlds is, or even during that Worlds tournament a bit before, is I lost a lot of confidence in myself and my own ability, which led right. to my teammates then losing confidence in my ability. So, you know, I ended up getting removed and dropped from the roster, which was hard. You know, I, going through stuff, you know, in real life and and I, I lost a lot of my like self confidence. So, you know, I was in a kind of a low point. It, it, you know, it it you know, we were very disappointed after I was placement because we put so much into that. We put so much money into that. You know, we boot camp for two weeks. We we argued for a lot of that to the two weeks, but you know, we argued to improve. Right. Um, and I think you know, I I don't know if you guys remember the reciprocity series with Kimbo's fake beat down. I think that killed our tournament for us. Right. Oh my god. Which yeah. Was, 
Which is, I, I get annoyed about that, because really. everyone highlights the Spartans' controller disconnecting, but no one highlights the fact that we were winning a game four, about to force a game five versus reciprocity at the time, and we got mm-hmm. a fake beatdown that completely changed the whole game. You know, right. and like, that's something that's out of our control, whereas Spartans was his own cable bugging out, so, you know, it was, it was that, that really did ruin our tournament. You know, I think that hit Kimbo hard. Uh, Kimbo's mentality got really, you know, he was so frustrated that because it was such a big kill, and it just didn't go our way. You know, and that kind of was rough for us. So, you know, we did come back and we beat Shryfector at the time to come out of pools. But, uh, you know, I think we were so deflated. Um, you know, we just lost out. I can't remember. I think we played. We ended up playing Splice or something like that in, in, the, in yeah. the winner's bracket and then ended up playing Renegades. But, yeah, the seedings were messed up, I think, in my opinion. And we ended up playing Renegades, which didn't go the best, which was annoying because that clip then that showed us getting knocked out of the Coliseum Slayer, I think I dropped like 25 kills in the Slayer we lost. So I was kind of annoyed about that one. But, you know. It happens. Yeah, yeah. I it is, I guess, a bit of an unfortunate time, and and it's kind of hard to see because I I do genuinely think that you were one of those leaders in the European Halo community, and that European Halo needs that, and you you recognize that, and I think that's that's beautiful that you have that goal as well. You have a lot of people who support you on that mission. I think you're 100 percent capable of getting there. It's just we're we're going through some weird times right now. You know what I mean? Like Halo's kind of in a lower point. How do you feel now? Are you feeling a little better? Are you optimistic? Yeah. Uh... I wouldn't necessarily say I'm doing much better, but it, it you know it's life life stuff happens. But you know I'm trying right. to trying to uh, get over that kind of wall every single day. Um, yeah, it, it's it's weird because Halo is quite low right now. You know, like I've noticed my viewership's gone down on Twitch and stuff like that. Is there's not as much European support as there used to be in mm. general. So it's it's kind of it's kind of rough. But you know you just got to plow through. Everyone's just waiting for the new game. So just got to do what we got to do until that new game comes out, and then I'm gonna make my biggest effort to shine during that, like I did on Halo Five. And I'm confident you will. Um, and I mean, just kind of looking back on Halo 5, uh, what did you think of it like as a game and as a European player? Because we talked about how difficult it was for you guys to compete at the top level of play. What are some of those struggles that your scene had to go through during Halo 5? And, and how do you think they might be able to be corrected in Halo Infinite? Um, I think struggles were a lot more internal. A lot of the European players, uh, you know, I, I would say have egos. I mean, myself included at some point, but I feel like I can, you know based on my placings but i, you, I think you need it, to be confident to get there yeah, that's the thing it's so tough it and, and we talked i talked to roy about this is like balancing it like in your head you have that ego but the way that you speak to people needs to be humble yeah yes yeah, so that's that's the thing is a lot of european players know they're good and they know that they can outshoot a lot of the americans but right you know it just doesn't it doesn't matter you know we're a community and we need to grow together and, and, and improve together but you know like scrims in europe got so bad you know where we'd ended up ending games within the first two minutes because someone ego challenged someone and then they stopped playing and it's just like, you know, well, the practice didn't get productive even though it was already at a low. You right. know, it, it got to that point where we just got so tired of playing that we just ended up not even trying during scrims and stuff like that. So it's our own fault for doing that. You know, it's our own attitude. But no, we, that's the thing is, I think at the top of the European team, we were very, very fortunate. Free for Free supported Europe a lot more than I feel like it deserved. You know, I'm grateful for that because it, it, it Helped me accomplish a lot of things. You know, I got a lot of support from Free Were Free from our teams to getting over to all these events and stuff like that. So we were, the the support from Free Were Free was perfect. You know, um, the European team. It's just more on us to make the most of it. You know, and and don't take it for granted, which I think we have done to be fair. Because now we don't get any invites. You know, like we're my team currently. Um, you know, we're trying to look to get out to Dallas, but we don't have the funding or the organization to be able to do so, and we can't pay excuse me, out of our own pockets. So it's, it's rough. 
Right, right. I was literally just about to shout, sponsor these guys. What the heck? You, guys, <laughs> you have a whole squad, and these are good players too. Like, and I want to talk about that as well. But damn, do you ever think like some of those those negative feel, feelings are kind of predicated on the fact that like you know, like you just you don't get to play American players when you play online. The connection's not good either. So it's like, oh, we you know we're trapped here. We can't do anything. So it's it's like a, an ego fest, right? It's yeah. like, well, I'm the best. Then I, mm -hmm. it's every man for himself, you know. So it's kind of a, a an unfortunate situation there. I mean, going on into infinite. I guess online connection is like the biggest thing that they can do is just try to make it as smooth as possible so we can have actual like very competitive online events or more more lands that that have you flown out like I, I don't know what they would how can uh, they solve that sadly I don't think there is you know like I look at other esports and you know they have the European scene is is it's this big own thing and it's this high thing you know so right. for example okay. you have your League of Legends you know you have the LCS um, and then the LEC, I think it's now called, you know, the these two big regions, I think it's so much support and the skill level gap's so high in each of them. Whereas here, as you know, it's in Halo, everything's North America based, everything, no matter what. You know, we, we're like the second tier, but for us to breach into that top tier, we have to play against North Americans. So, you know, that's like how other esports have gone into the franchise and stuff like that. And, and you know, having the, the land yeah. leagues and stuff like that, that would be the main way. But sadly, I don't think online is going to ever get better. It doesn't matter. No matter how well the technology gets, there's always going to be latency. There's always, you know, like eventually right. everywhere in North America could be on one ping, you know, one MS ping, but Europe could be on 10 and it will right. still be noticeable. So right. no matter what, you can't beat that other than, you know, getting the European teams out to there, you know. Like, like on a regular basis or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I think that's the only way. It's just, that's the worst thing is I know a lot of European players would be much better than a lot of the North American players if we got the chance to play against the North American players. You know, so many of us haven't reached our top potential. Right. And we would if we got to stay out in North America and practice all the time. And it right. would be so much better competition. But it's right. just, you know, it's not on the cards. Yeah. So as far as online play, you're like, like you said, there's always some sort of a discrepancy, like flying you guys out on a regular basis, if possible, if feasible, might be one way to get more regular practice. But even that would be kind of rough. Uh, what you were saying earlier was just in Halo scene was large, then there's tons of competition there, then you wouldn't necessarily need to face the Americans on a regular basis. And it makes me think, like, what about a game like Counter-Strike that's on PC and the European scene in Counter-Strike is the dominant scene for the most part, right? Like, European Counter-Strike players are amazing. So, I mean, maybe by bringing MCC over to PC and having Halo Infinite with PC access, you're growing a bigger scene and you're influencing Counter-Strike players to play Halo in some way. Like, I, I don't know if they would bridge the gap, but if you have a bigger scene because of the uh, you know, the accessibility with PC, maybe that would increase competition and, and allow you guys to, you know, upgrade your skill levels. Oh, yeah, there's, there's always some buts in there, yeah. They could potentially, because keyboard and mouse uh, is pretty good in European team, but then it's it's whether the you know where the competitive route goes down. You know, when I'm streaming I get a lot of right. questions like what with MCCPs are coming out, like what do I where do I think the competitive's gonna go? You know, is it gonna be on PC or is it going to be in console? Which I always reply right. I mean this is it's free for free. It's Microsoft. I don't think Microsoft are gonna ditch off their own console as much as they want to expand the Halo universe on the PC. The competitive scene's still gonna be in console in my opinion, because you know it's Xbox. So I don't think competitive-wise it may make an impact Halo on PC. Yeah, I, I, Socially, and the universe of Halo is going to expand like crazy, and it's going to be awesome, but competitive is still going to stay on console, in my opinion.
Yeah, I, I think that definitely remains to be seen. It would make sense if it was on console. And by the way, guys, uh, Jimbo, you just mentioned that you know people are asking this in your stream. Guys, we have a Q&A at the end of this interview as well. So if you have any questions, you want to weigh in on this discussion, ask Jimbo anything, make sure to start prepping your questions. Put them in the chat. Tony will grab them. He'll put them in the Discord for me, and I can read them off for you guys when we have the Q&A. Um, and just back to your point, though, I, I think Call of Duty kind of hit an interesting hybridization point with that. Where, like, they kept the competitive scene on on console on playstation but then they still had like enough I, I, like even just their battle royale mode was like interesting enough to really encourage that pc players got on and played it and then i i'm, just, I'm assuming they had competitive events for the battle royale and like other stuff around uh, you know on the sidelines and whatnot so you still kind of had the pc community included and you had a mode that was like specifically for them but the hardcore competitive was on console kind of works but yeah I, I, I yeah i'd like to i'm looking forward to see how it will be for halo but i i from a competitive standpoint, I don't think the PC is going to make much of an impact from a competitive, but overall in Halo, it's going to be, you know, that in general, I think it's going to be awesome providing the game is yeah. what we want it to be, you know? Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah, yeah, sadly, I think the only way for European competitive-wise to improve is, well, there's two ways, is, you know, we stop being idiots and egoing each other and actually commit, or we get flown out to America to practice, you know, if, even for a month, you know, I think we went out there for a month and got continuous practice. I honestly think we break top four at the next event, just like that, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I like the mindset though, and I'm hoping that other European players can kind of follow your mindset and, and, and follow through and you guys can have, you know, a bigger, stronger scene as a result. Cause I, I think that you being a leader in the community, I, you know, I really hope that that, that, that message gets carried across and we can see that. Um, now, let's go to the present real quick, though, because Halo 3 is back on the circuit. Have you been enjoying playing the game? Yeah, uh, it's, 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 I've, I mean, I, like I said before, I just watched Roy, your episode with Roy last week, and, yeah. um, and you know, he was mentioned the way that MCC is not the same as it used to, or Halo 3 is not the same as it used to be of MCC. Right. I think the, there's a lot more latency now. Um, I think that I haven't quite nailed the servers. It's a shame because in the European scene, um, a lot of the guys, us guys that attend the events, you know, we're back on Halo 3 because, you know, it's what's in a, it's what's in North America right now. It's what's being played. You know, we want to be on the top stage, whereas a lot of the European community, weird enough, is a lot of a younger generation now who are still playing Halo 5. Like you mentioned, you, you had Batchford on the show recently, you know, Batchford, and there's a lot of other, like the Mocket guys are still playing Halo 5. And there's actually right, quite right. a big scene and with the Europa Halo stuff as well. Um, you know, they're doing really good. And there's a, there's a fairly big scene in Halo 5 for for Europe, which is strange, you know, because yeah. my team and there's Mazer roster and there's a German roster, all of us play Halo 3 and we don't really, not necessarily don't support the Europe Halo stuff, but you know, we're on Halo 3, they're on Halo 5, it's it's weird because we're split. Um, yeah, which sucks in a way. We're, we're a small community and we split. Well, I understand all those guys playing Halo 5, you know, we're in a downtime between Halo, so, you know, they play what they enjoy the most and they're a newer generation, they prefer this advanced movement and stuff like that. So, I try and support it where I can, but I don't know if, how, if I'll be playing. All the Halo Five stuff, haven't they? Let's see. What do you What do you personally enjoy the most? I mean, I guess the biggest hamper for Halo Three is the connections, the issue. Um, um, yeah, Halo Three is why. I mean, I streamed the I streamed Halo Five the other day, and I actually didn't mind it. I enjoyed it. I think mm -hmm. it's just Halo Three. It's Halo Three. I have a lot more confidence in myself, and I do enjoy it a lot more. Like I, I went to, I got uh, picked up for Mesa at the Gamers of Game event. I joined them last second, flew out to them, and attended the event, and. I've never had so much fun playing a game on LAN. Right, on LAN it's so much better. It, it's different than the original Halo 3, but it's so fun. Like, we finished top six, which again was another top six where there wasn't really a, a top six sure. uh, a placement because there was, there was a lot of teams not there. But we got knocked out of the tournament. We lost game five to Elevate. 
Um, and then we still played. It's the first event where I've actually carried on playing the game after I got knocked out. You know, Halo nice, 5 yeah. events. Halo 5 events, I've, you know, we got knocked out of tournament. I wanted to go home. You know, it didn't matter where I was. I just didn't right, want to be there anymore. Because right. it was just so sad. And it was just like, okay, you're kind of happy. You can take a break off of Halo. Whereas at Game is Forgiven, we played a, I think it must have been about a 24-game series versus um, GMS. Because they were, you know, they were warm. They wanted to warm up and get ready for their, their losers' final match. We played them in a 24-game series. We lost every single map, but I loved it. You know, like we got absolutely <laughs> demolished. Master yeah. Fear was just dropping 40 bombs on us, but it was fun. Oh, you know, yeah. we enjoyed it as a team. Like we had close games. Like we didn't get full on like free owed, and you know, right. we had close games. But you know, it's the first one where I actually wanted to continue playing, which I haven't felt for a while, which was awesome. Yeah, that's really telling. Like, like just the fact that you're losing repetitively and you still love it. You're like, dude, I love this. I want to keep playing. You, like, we're yeah. improving. It's, 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 yeah, you can improve. It's, yeah, it's just so fun to play. Yeah, is there like what is it? Do you think that makes it so fun? Like, I, I think like shooting is a big part of it. The BR, maybe. Yeah. Or... I think it's just, yeah, it's just classic. You know, it's just Halo. I uh, again re- referring to your episode last week with Roy is. Is Robert saying about Apex? You know, it's the first game when he, he just wanted to play it nonstop two months when it came out. I right. did as well. Is Halo 3 has that, you know, just out of the box. It was just insane and it was just amazing to play. It. And it's just always been like that to me, you know. Halo 3 can never get boring because, you know, it's 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 just Halo 3, you know, different. There's so much stuff happens and it's really rewarding when you hit stuff. Yeah. You hit nice clips or you, you four shot someone. It's so rewarding and you don't get that on newer Halos. It's just so easy. The skill gap's so much lower. Everyone's good on those halos. You know, it's Halo Free. If you're good, you are good, and you're at the top. Right, right. And that's the sweet spot that I'm really hoping that they hit with the next Halo title. Is you just get on, and it's fun from the get go. And and whatever's not fun is very quickly patched out, and we can mm-hmm. just you know have a a big uh, a big community as a result. Speaking of uh, grinding and having a fun time, there's a a couple clips I wanted to throw up. You're back on the live stream grind. There's an old one that I saw from Halo Five that I thought was pretty funny. Tony, let's throw that clip up first. So back smack here. This one even better. Oh, this one. Oh, oh yeah. Just swinging him. Bunker up and got there. <laughs> Literally, just because I love your face and that, that the face that you make when you back smack him is hilarious. I love it. People, so fun. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the other one was this this interesting overkill that you got on your Twitter. Let's show that as well. blame the shit out of those last two guys it's, it's something about hearing the extermination sound it's just like oh it's just so nice but yeah, yeah I, just, I wanted to punch him fight apparently on custom for some reason that came i could have shot him but i just wanted to punch him more i guess i was ready for a brawl i don't know it was a strange yeah. one a strange one yeah, i mean that was pretty sick i like it not that it was like the, the optimal thing but like uh, that's that's always so much fun it's just like i've got the overshield man i'm just yeah, spamming melee me. yeah come at me yeah and I mean, yeah, so like how has live streaming been? You've been having a fun time. I know that like numbers are kind of, uh, you know, not the greatest. Maybe that's not the main focus is just playing and having fun. Yeah, it is. It's when you when you get your uh, it's 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 good and it's not because when when we get European servers, a lot of North Americans quit out because, you know, they're not used to, you know, you don't get the European servers that often. So when yeah. I do get the European servers and we get a good game, it's so much fun. I end up staying for half of it, you know, because it's just so nice to play on clean connection. But fortunately for me, 
um, playing on the East US server is actually quite good. I don't know why, for some reason, I have a good connection to it, whereas the rest of Europe absolutely hate it. So uh, to me, I can sit there and play Halo 3 upon hours to an end, um, you know, because the latency is not too bad, and I've kind of adapted to it. Playing so much, I think that's one benefit, is playing so much, I know how to lead perfectly on the East Coast server, so it's it's strange, but it... Yeah, it's a lot of fun to grind. It does kind of get a bit dull and a bit repetitive. I was saying, I said on my stream is I, I just want an XP-based system on MCC. To me, like, I always like right. playing when I'm getting rewarded. You know, I got right. a 50 in hardcore, and it's just like, what now? You know, I'm not gaining progress towards anything. And I remember yeah. Dursky tweeted over Christmas saying something about they're looking at introducing XP systems, so I'm just, like, looking forward to that because, you know, being back on Halo 3 original, I had 22,000 XP, you know. It's something I always wanted to gain right. more and more and more. I could keep on playing, keep on playing. And you don't have that feeling on MCC, so I'm just looking forward to that. Yeah, it needs to feel like you're progressing to something or like some other reward system. One thing that I've, I've been thinking of and I can't wait to see in Reach is I loved the armor system in Reach where you like you got credit and then you could like buy stuff that you wanted or whatever. I, I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool, too. So like other ways to incentivize that we keep playing and grinding and, and accumulate something that we can use as a reward. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, I, I mean, I was also on your Twitter and you had your, your new team announcement. I noticed this other weird thing on your Twitter. Why the heck is Onset in your banner? Tony, I think you got the, the image. What, what What is this? What's going uh, on your Twitter page? So, obviously, uh, we were no longer part of Infusion. And I, was, I think I had Radiant. Uh, I was Radiant. We were no longer on the, I was no longer on the roster. And, and I just needed a new Twitter banner. So I just tweeted out saying, hey, can anyone give me a Twitter banner? And then Mark. <laughs> Mark just sends me that, and he just says, I bet you won't put it as that, and I put it as that, and I've just haven't. I must have had that, I think, well, what, Radiant was, I can't remember, when was I on Radiant? I think it was at the end of last year. I must have had him in my banner for about six, seven months now. I just I just haven't bothered changing it. Yeah, he's a good-looking man. Why would I not have him in there, you know? <laughs> yeah, that re- he is, though, but so <laughs> he just sends you a picture of his face, and you're like, yeah, screw it, why not? He just, I think he just happened to have it because he just recently done something for G. Finney, and he just, you know, happened to have it at hand, and I was like, okay, I'll do it, you know? He's yeah. cool. I'm going to call his bluff. <laughs> yeah. So let's see what everybody else is saying in the chat now. I've got asked all the questions I wanted to ask here. I'm going to now dip into our Q&A, guys. If you have not already asked Jimbo a question, now is the time to send me your questions. We're going to see uh, what you guys have here. Maybe some infinite, some MCC PC-related questions, because we didn't talk too much about whether or not you're playing any MCC PC or like whether or not you play any keyboard mouse. Uh, so let's see what these guys are saying. Uh, Homegrown Hicks says, uh, at Jimbo, favorite map in any Halo and why? Ooh. Ooh, see, I don't know. I know. I have favorite maps for each game. I okay. Don't know about maps. Maybe go for each game. I mean, Halo Three. It's probably. Uh, I don't know. I, I there's a lot on Halo Three that I like because there's the trick jumping side of them, and then there's the actual like competitive play. Right. I do love Heretic. You know, basic. Yeah, play. Heretic. Yeah. Then I love Guardian. You know, we had clearly me on here like. The amount of trick jump stuff like that. I love doing all of them. So I guess, I guess I'll say Her- Heretic for Halo Three. But then there's like the maps like the Rig on Halo Five. I love moving around that map. You know, really so yeah. interesting to, to trick jump around that map, and it was so smooth to do. So I did. I do love playing the Rig on Halo Five. I don't know. I I swear there is usually one that because I've been asked this before, and there's usually one I say, and I just can't figure. But I yeah, I don't. I like a lot of the Halo Halo maps. Yeah, there's nothing that comes straight to mind there. Like yes, this is my favorite. <laughs> yeah uh heretic is one of those maps that's just so fun for like i mean there's insta explodes and it's also just like how often you're in battles like everywhere you look you're just in another battle i find it's just there's never a slow moment in that map 
Uh, and it's interesting that you said the rig is like, I've heard so many pro players just like hate that map. Cause it is kind of a mess of a map in the yeah. way that everything's organized, but you're so right. There's so many sick jumps. Like, like I, like I do that T1 to T jump, T2 jump all the time now, but there's so many like little like intricacies and stuff in that map that just aren't utilized regularly. It's yeah. a, it's a spring jump playground. <laughs> um okay we have rank polo 14 it says uh jimbo what's it like being called europe's finest um yeah i mean it's it's amazing you know i feel like it's a reward for everything that i've put in you know i've grinded a lot i've played a lot i've played a lot of halo um it's kind of sad to think about how much i played but yeah <laughs> I, it's it's something that i've always wanted to achieve you know i i, I want to be the, the best at what i can be you know it's like now even, even though i think i've I've won 11 events in Europe now, and I and I went and asked Lethal, the European Lethal, how many events he's won because he's won a lot of Halo, one and Halo two events. He said he's won like 30 plus events. So my wow. next goal is to overtake him, because um, you know he's he's known as the GOAT of European Halo. You know, one day I'd love to achieve that, but I've got a bit of a, a bit of a jump to get. But um, yeah, it's it's a pretty awesome feeling. Awesome man, I'd like to see you get there. That's why it like. It it's it's makes me sad to, to you know watch the interview and then hear your reply to the interview and and say that that like hurts your confidence in any way because like you're you're so talented at this game you've accomplished so much and I'm I'm sure you know that and you'll be back on the grind as soon as things you know kind of get a little better for the the scene or you're you're still playing here in the background too uh, we got Wonder Boy in the chat as well it says ask him about P1 does that mean just move on just move on just move on just move no on. you got nothing. Wonder Boy is not he's not answering. <laughs> I can't remember. I was, what what was it? I think I can't, I honestly can't remember. I I forgot it. He can, I think he turned around and four shot me on one of the I I can't remember oh, if it was Halo oh, four okay, Halo three. Of course it's one of those. He yeah. fell on he fell on dumped on me and he hasn't let me live it down. Oh, I can't remember man. what it was now though. He's he'll he'll was it easy or nine? He'll he'll have a clip at like shortcut, I I guarantee you. Right. But yeah, he he did dump on me. Quite badly. Man gets one kill and he's telling the whole world about it. Uh, yeah, it was simplex. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, he won't forget it. It's his only good achievement. <laughs> uh, Foxalate says, uh, "Question for Jimbo: When you first started playing Halo, how good were you? What did you do to improve?" I started playing Halo. I was awful. I could barely. I, I expect most people were. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was the youngest out of the lot. Second youngest out of the one. I have quite small hands as it is, and I got given that. Big chunky original Xbox controller. I can't remember what it's called. You know the, the, the original Xbox one, the, the big one. I for some reason no one wanted to use it, so I ended up get given it. And you know me with tiny hands, I was awful. And I always just got given that big controller. And I remember it, and I was just like, oh, I can't, I can't do this. But no, I was awful when I started. But you know, I enjoyed it. That's the thing is, I, I tell you to a lot of people is, is a lot of people are asking me how do you get into the scene, and how do you, you know, improve, and it's just playing. Just enjoy it. If you enjoy it, you're gonna play it more. If you're gonna play it more, you're gonna improve. It's not something that you can sit there and say, hey, I want to become a pro because this other guy's a pro. It's something that you have to enjoy and play and play and play and play. And then eventually you'll get good you know, if you've got it in you, if you've got that right attitude. Right, right. So improvement comes from a genuine love for the game that you're playing, um, for sure. Uh, homegrown Hicks, we already have that one. Okay. And then Elderly Chief TV, Jimbo, when MCC finally goes to PC and we hopefully see a couple larger PC tourneys, will controller or mouse keyboard players rule the day? Honestly, I don't know because there's auto aim and stuff like that. I, I, I think, I mean, for the first while, I think controller is just going to dump on a lot of the PC guys, but then some of the guys, 
I think the second a PC player grabs a snipe, everyone's screwed, let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. PC is going to be disgusting, but consistently shooting a four shot is quite hard. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd be curious. I'd be curious, but I think controller might might take it just because controller gets the aim assist, even if you don't need it as much on Halo Three, but it still gets it. You know. Right, right. The aim assist is going to be huge for the BR fights. Yeah, yeah. The sniping, sniping would be crazy. The one thing that I'm really curious to see how it translates over is movement, and it depends on. Like for Halo Infinite, that's a whole other beast. For like Halo Three, I feel like having that precise movement is important. Like tilting the stick instead of going like full speed, you know? Um, yeah, I think it would be easier for PC to jump on Halo Three than it would be Halo Five. I played Halo Five PC or like the Forge they brought out on PC. Right. I couldn't. I mean, yeah, probably because muscle memory with a controller, you know, it's so easy to frost slide and jump and right. like I said, I tried to do that on PC and I was sat there just like, you know, I felt like I was clawing all strangely. It just didn't <laughs> feel smooth, you know, because yeah. it was like control shift is um, sprint and slide and then you had a thruster, which was somewhere, another button that just didn't feel natural. Yeah. So, and with obviously all the way that Halo 5 movement is, but Halo 3, I think it's a bit more basic, so it might be a bit easier for PC. Maybe, Not yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's depending on what way they go in Infinite. If they have any kind of abilities, like the fact that you're holding the crouch button pretty much every time you jump, that just seems awkward when you're you're like you're if you got a sprint, and you got a hold crouch on PC. I don't know. It, yeah. We'll see. Uh, Callus says, "Does Jimbo want any abilities in Infinite or a more classic Halo experience?" Um, I would say I prefer a classic, but then I I understand that Free for Free can't just go straight classic. I think Free for Free are going to go for uh, a, a medium kind of point. Personally, I think the thruster pack should be anything that comes over. As much as I'd love ground pounding, you know, like you say, ground pounding is not something for the competitive scenes, maybe in the social aspects, but like sprinting and slide. I mean, you get rid of sprinting, it gets rid of sliding and spartan charging. It does. Yeah. You know, I just say get rid of sprint. I'm not a big fan of sprint. You know, all the halos we played in Europe, we end up getting rid of sprint. Because I understand why it's in there, but I don't think it's it's Halo specifically, Mm. which sucks because I don't think they're going to get rid of it um for the next game but i hope there is a like a, a medium but yeah thrust is definitely one i think is okay i think there's i think there's a skill factor in the thrust right i i feel like like sprint is the least important spartan ability out of all of them like it's the one that they could just like rip out immediately it's just adds this extra button to press like to to run like i just i, I feel like that would be an easy no-brainer just pull it have the thrust if they had thrust would you want it to go like as far as it does in halo 5 or like a shorter thrust when I was talking to, I remember Batchford brought up this point when I was playing with him where he said it was like, if it was more in the strafe, kind of like a part of the strafe, it was a smaller thrust, maybe it'd be better. I think the Halo 5 thrust is perfectly fine. Like yeah. the, so the Halo 4 one was awful. And then obviously mm-hmm. you heard Evade and Halo Reach, I didn't really like that. I think the Halo 5 thrust, they nailed it. Yeah. For a thrust, because it's not too <clears throat> impactful, you know, it's just an easy, it's a nice way to confuse your enemy and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think a Halo 5 is a perfect one. I think the movement is pretty good on on that for a thrust, but then who knows? Because if they go back to classic, the Spartan model might be different sizes. The movement will be slower. Right. I mean, would it would it fit in well to a classic? Who knows? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Something interesting about the thrust is how it interacts with the the walls and stuff too, right? Because you can slide up things. Like I, I wonder if they could integrate it in a way where like they had no sprint, they just had a thrust. But if you thrust in certain ways in certain parts of the environment, maybe you get different results, and that's where the the, the skill and the depth comes yeah. from. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Wonder Boy, favorite teammate of all time, and why is it me? A team for one event, and that was an awful event from my. It was an awful event from my my individual performance, but it was an absolutely amazing event from a 
social aspects. You know, it was the first that was the I, that was the first Halo Three event. Um, so I'm sure he's. I did enjoy that event. I think that's the first event where I actually ever got drunk after, <laughs> after party, and I, I, a lot of people remember me throwing up, and I remember it sadly. But it was such an awesome event from the outside of it. But as for best teammate. Uh, I think I had the most fun when I was with the Bucks. I mean, I guess if I have to say one, it probably. I mean, I I, I had the most fun when I was playing with the Bucks. You know, I don't really want to choose but one or the other. I played uh-huh. with Bucks many more, but you know, me and me and Buck Fifty Seven got on so well, and you know, we had a good year and a half together. So I'd probably say the Bucks because those guys are just awesome guys in general. You know, they they helped me out a lot outside of the game and inside of the game. So. I owe a yeah. lot of those guys, so I'd probably see the bugs. Awesome. When you play with Kimbo on your team, it looks like your names are like purposely similar, but is there any kind of correlation there whatsoever? Oh, it just well, I, don't, I don't know why I don't know why Kimbo's got that name. His name's Robbie, so I don't know how he's managed to get to Kimbo. Interesting. I, I'm, I'm guessing it's because he's into fighting. There was that Kimbo Kimbo slice fighter. Right, right. Guessing. I'm gonna take a guess as that, but I don't okay. think it's ever. Yeah, there's no correlation. Okay. Uh, it's Dark Knight DM. Uh, which NA player would you like to be uh, in? I guess like to beat in a one v one, and why is it me? What? Why is everybody saying? What? Yeah. So, which NA Halo NA player would you like to? I guess beat in a one v one. Beat in a one v one. NA player beat in a one v one. I wouldn't know. Probably like a Royal Two or something like that, because. I think if you like played like Leaf in a one v one, he just would come up with some BS excuse as to why you beat him. Oh yeah. The I same guess. for Snipe Down, or someone like that. You know, I feel like they just come up with some weird excuse. Like Ooh. it doesn't. To me, one v ones don't really mean a lot. You know, like we <laughs> go back to another European event, back to that same I fifty one. We did a free for all, and the top four of the free for one v one. I hated that. I hate one v one experiences. Oh. I remember I played Snakey in a one v one. I lost fifteen forty, and I refused to play one v one since then. Um, <laughs> I just I I just I despise weird enough one v ones get my adrenaline pumping the most even like four v four and three four don't ever one v ones do I don't know for an NA player I, I guess someone like Royal Two yeah I feel like bro after Royal Two dumped on me at the 2017 Worlds when he literally was just spawn killing us on the elbow top cat on Collie yeah. I just you know I can't get revenge no way instantly became a rival yeah. Uh, and and I agree, one v ones are the most tilting game type in all of Halo. Like if you want to test your patience, go play one v one because that'll make you more angry than like anything. Especially if you know the person you're one v oneing, like somebody who's your friend or something. Like good luck, like you're gonna get so pissed. I I, I can't do them. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, man, it, it drives me nuts. Uh, Callus says, uh, how much film review were your teams doing? Uh, was it more VOD review or team together for film? Um, I'm personally not a big fan of doing VOD. I know a lot of people say you should. We did do it a lot for 2018. It was actually really effective because I remember we, we said it in an interview at the event and after. We went over how uh, Tox at the time played Coliseum Flag. Okay. They played a different meta where they'd run it elbow all the time. You know, like you come into Halo 5 and everyone would run it Snipe and Snipe would be the preferred right. place. But they played this elbow game and we noticed it. We noticed it specifically against Trifecta when we were playing, because we knew we played them. Mm-hmm. And we actually dumped on Trifecta on it because we picked up on it. And I think that's the one, that's the most effective time we picked up on that strategy, where it was an elbow play. I'm usually not a big fan of looking at VODs because they're so situational. 
you know, like people go back and, and reference points in the scrims and stuff like that where something happened. I'm like, that's so situational. We don't know what was going on at that point. We don't know right. what was going, what communication was happening, what was being said, what someone heard. You know, like certain VODs, you don't really learn a lot from them. But I think watching North American ones and stuff like that, you do pick up one, but watching your own, I just feel like it's pointless. You just end up just critiquing stuff that would never happen again. So it's just pointless in a way. But North American ones for sure. Interesting. So sometimes it can be very useful. Um, Samwing92, which other EU player, past or present, would you want to hear from? Hear. What do you mean hear from? <laughs> I'm not sure what that I means. That's a question for you, isn't it? <laughs> uh, is it for me? Like, as far as the interviews? Okay, I'll, I don't know. Tony, you can let me know. No, you don't know what that is? Okay, well, <laughs> sorry, Sam Wing. We'll, uh, we'll get back to you on that one. I have no idea. Uh, Delano Hernandez says, what's your favorite Halo game? Favorite Halo game? It's just, it's just it's between Halo 3 and Halo 5. It actually is. People get annoyed when I say Halo 5. I think I have to say Halo 3. Although Halo 5 is treating me well, like I said, I think Halo 3, I had the most fun. I played that. I played that game. Everyone played Reach, and I played Halo 3 still. Like, yeah. Everyone, I played Reach a little bit, didn't like it, went back to Halo 3 for two right. years. So, I, I, yeah, Halo 3's, Halo 3's got a good place in my heart. Yeah, it's no coincidence that like Halo Reach, people went back to three. Halo Four, they went back to three, and Halo Five's done, and now we're back to three again. I like, feel like I think we're trying to say something. And if yeah. we're free, like I think we like. There's something. a message. <laughs> Hopefully, they get it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, okay, Wonder Boy again says, "Question for Jimbo: uh, What do casters do wrong that you'd like to see them do better?" Casters do wrong. I'd like to see better. Um. It's, it's some casters, some casters more are supposed to more than others is they just get so into shouting that they don't actually know what they're saying. Um, it's, it's 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 a bit mean. I mean, this might be favored, but a lot of the European casters, I think the European casters absolutely nail it when it comes to casting. Um, you know, like I remember watching uh, what was his name? Oh, I'm not gonna remember his name now. I don't know, there's an American caster. I think Harry's gonna know who I'm thinking of, but he he just starts. He just he's got a really good voice to it, but he just doesn't cast. You know, he just he just overtalks and doesn't do very well. I think the European casters nail it because they they manage to talk specifically. They analyze the game perfectly as well as they cast over the game perfectly. Just you know, they're not too fast paced, not too slow paced. Butters, yeah, Harry in history. Butters, he he's got a really good voice, but he has no idea what he's talking about. You know, and then it's it's. Yeah, he might take that personally, but I mean, it's it's you watch over it. He he just has got a good voice, just doesn't. So I he's know, a he's lot good of... at calling out the overkills and stuff, you know. Yeah, he's got that pocket voice on him. The but pocket, he doesn't yeah. know what he's saying in a way. Which mm -hmm. I think uh, sadly a lot of this is no disrespect to. I mean, it kind of is, but it isn't. But a lot of the North American casters just talk so much that it just makes no sense. Right. Like, as much as I respect Walshy and Strongside, those guys talk about so much stuff that's just nothing to do with the game. You know, they're not actually talking about the game. They're talking about well, I mean, well, she's talking about back in no seven all the time, and he but like some color stuff, yeah. But, I mean, I'll, oh yeah, I think a, a European casters are the way forward. It might be favored, but European casters nail it. But then they have got a lot of experience <laughs> over here. They've been casting a lot of different games and being able to learn a lot more. 
Interesting. I'm going to take these uh, points into consideration when I try my own cast. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm definitely one of the analytical thinkers. So yeah, I'm I was going to say, check I, I, on, like as much info as I can. I've I've seen your stuff. I know you're more in the analyze. You know, you you see stuff. You see a lot of stuff. Like Wonderboy also sees. He sees a lot of these small situations that no one actually sees, but means so much in game. Like that's one thing I've I've noticed from you, and I've noticed from Wonderboy is seeing these small situations that you just don't. You just think it just happens, but there's so much going into it that actually happened. Like, I know you uploaded that clip of Roy getting the double kill on Pit on the first BR. Right. You know, something as small as that is so important. Yeah, you, yeah, some people just think it's a double. There's so much going into that that just a lot of the casters and analysts don't see. Uh-huh. And I think you and Wonderboy are definitely two who do see that kind of stuff. So yet another reason why Wonderboy needs to continue casting Halo instead of uh, being an observer. <laughs> oh, yes, as well, yeah. Instead of playing, but yeah, no observing. Play, yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, I think nice he enjoys doing anything, but yeah. he enjoys it in the booth back observing. He can sit on Twitter all day. He likes it. He says That's he doesn't. He likes well, I mean, I'm sure you got to be like very focused on the stream, but like, yeah, you don't have to be on screen. You could be in your PJs, like whatever you want to do. You'd be chilling. Um, yeah. So Kevin Cool, uh, I, I think this is our last question. Tony, let me know if this is the last one. But Kevin Cool says, would EU specific tournaments sponsored by 343 help grow the community uh, where you can be the EU champion so that it would help grow the EU community? That's kind of what he's saying. I'm not really saying. So EU specific tournaments sponsored by 343. But we already had EU. Like We, we had, had EU We had those, but yeah, it, it didn't get as lot. It's, it's a shame because obviously people know Europe aren't. Europe, in general, comparison to North America, are not worth watching. You know, like there was the two different pro leagues, and yeah, European kind of got the the short end of the stick on that one. But everyone would watch North American because there's all these amazing people that people have watched growing up watching Halo. You know, whereas European side of it, it was only really the Europeans that watched it. So, I mean, that's that's on our own world. Yeah, I mean, Three or Three have supported, like I said before, Three or Three have supported so much of in European Halo, and it's, it's really helped it. But it's a lot of it's what we need to do as a region. So. Mm-hmm help ourselves in a way but i mean yeah i'm always down for you know i always love free for free support events it's a shame because the last gfinity when the north american teams came over but personally was it was, it, was it was amazing from i think from a spectator it was pretty amazing from what i could see feedback wise but as a player it was awful personally oh. any European scene yeah it was kind of demoralizing for me oh, yeah okay i wasn't a, a lower tier team comparison but you know from going to winning four gfinities in a row to <laughs> Not even getting top eight and not ever even getting the main stage was right, quite rough. Right. So from personal experience, I wasn't a big fan of it. But I know from European scene, there's so many European supporters getting to meet like Snipe Down and and APG and all these Pistola Roy for the right. first time, which is wait, was Roy at that event? Um, yeah, no, he wasn't. But you know, all these big, all these yeah. big people they've grown up watching getting to see them for the first time. So, which is why I support it. But from a player, it was pretty awful. But. It's hard yeah. to hear from a player perspective. I didn't realize that. It was nice to see that they kind of set a precedent with their content, though, like outside of the tournament, like the, the production value of some oh, yeah. I mean, the interview that we showcased with you and like stuff they did was great. And I, that set a precedent because we're doing more of it at the HCS Invitational. I think Halo needs this. For Gfinity, I've always been perfect. I think Onset, I mean, I keep on praising Onset. Onset, I, you know, I love that dude. He's on he, your Twitter page, I mean. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I love that dude. He, he is... Good at what he is doing for the scene for Halo in general. He's he is getting everything like every event. He is planning stuff weeks and weeks and ahead. You know, just small clips or or little. You know, it's just the Gfinity guys in general. They host such good events, and yeah, it's, it's good to see. He's kind of doing that with Bravo over in America a lot more, and it's it's awesome to see. You know, yeah, it's it's stuff that like the last uh, 
the invitation was so good to watch the viewer. Uh, you know, the yeah. BTV tournament and stuff like that. It was awesome to watch. And I hope I hope Halo does that because I think that's going to get more people interacting with with the Halo stuff. And it's yeah, yeah, hell yeah. That's how you bring out some of the personalities. You have these like show matches, like Snipedown versus Lethal. Beat is like that's an aspect of Halo that's so uniquely Halo. Like I, I think it was so great for the event. Um, Wizwaz, this is the last question. Uh, if you could play Halo, play one Halo offline for the rest of your life, which one would it be? That's easy. Uh, maybe we'll see. Now he's thinking about it. <laughs> offline isn't that like LAN, technically yeah but it, it depends because it's halo 2 or halo 3 for me right halo 2 i could sit there and practice super jumping with my brother <laughs> on hours upon hours that's what i love doing i love long and getting to the top of that double x tower right in the, the the monster bounces and stuff like that and, and, then, and stuff too yeah and then i mean me and my brother modded our original xbox and you know we were going around modding it and it's such a cool experience you know if it's offline then yeah i mean you could mod halo 3 i do remember when people were modding halo 3 and and making those racetracks i don't know if you remember ever seeing them they were they were so awesome but yeah um i don't know it's between halo 2 and halo 3 i think if it was offline and i get to like play competitive halo 3 right if it's like you know i'm sat here on my own or sat here in here and whoever could come around could, uh, could play offline it'd be halo 2 probably okay Good answer. So it depends on the environment that you're that you're playing. Yeah. We'll say Halo Three competitive land is like the best Halo, apparently. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I've I've only got to experience it of two events technically, but obviously from seeing it, it's a lot better. But then I didn't really get to watch Halo Two, so I can't really say one or the other when it comes to competitive experience. You know, I respect that Halo Two had a, a big a big showing and it was a big start for Halo for LAN. But obviously, I wasn't experiencing that, so I can't really have an opinion from from my yeah halo 3 right. insane online but online you know halo 2 could also be this same wall you get to experience it so i can't really say right right all right well that covers all of our questions all the q a thank you so much for joining me on hcs weekly where can we you i know you got a youtube channel as well you're gonna make any youtube videos uh anytime uh, soon or anything if or? uni check doesn't ban me i mean i'm happy to i got Did he banned ban you what happened i got banned that's the way that that's why the bronze the champ stopped i have he's gonna be on here at some point too so oh, i gotta gosh. i think it was I him i mean I, it's a fair ban i can't argue it i deranked i intentionally deranked don't count down to proton so i got banned for it that's oh, I, I i have I used the system to try and make content like i'm right you know, I, I haven't argued the ban it's a fair it's ban. Like... yeah i mean i'm respecting the rules but yeah i mean yeah like what suck was just said it's it's i was intentionally smurfing and i was intentionally deranking games but so it wasn't fair to people who are legit bronzes, but I enjoyed doing it. But yeah, it got it kind of killed my mood doing YouTube. Right. I, who knows? I don't know. I was thinking about doing Halo 3 stuff. I was thinking about doing a Halo 3 trick jumping, more of the basic kind of jumps. I'm not uh, the clearly me kind of level of trick jumping. I thought, but um, I I was thinking about doing kind of that stuff. But I'm sure know, he'd love to jump with you. Man. I I joined his Discord. Um, nice. Oh. Because I wanted to find there was a, a I can't remember if you remember the Dark Cloud uh, train jumping map on Avalanche and there's a, a map on Sandbox called Exhale. They're just really long. They're not hard jumps. They're just really long jumping maps. Okay. Sitting for hours and hours. So I went in there to see if they had it, in which they did, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, I did a couple. I saw Shotzi playing one recently on his stream as well. So yeah, we were one. It's nice to see them transferred over from backwards compatible. Oh, from original Halo Three to right. 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 So YouTube, your Twitter, and I think your Twitter's already here as well. 
So Twitch is <laughs> twitch.tv/jimbo. Uh, Twitter is yeah, I think you said it somewhere. There's Twitch, uh, twitter.com forward GPK, and then the YouTube is actually youtube.com forward C forward Jimbosity, I believe. Um, yeah, I, I maybe we'll look at the content. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, if you well, follow the Twitch, because that's where you'll mainly find me. I mean, hopefully, massive things to come with Halo, and we see a lot more. We see more YouTube, Twitch, all of this stuff. Because I mean, if Halo gets bigger, it's going to be hard to, to, you know, to not want to do all of these yeah, things. So. Sure. Yeah, man. Once again, thank you so much for joining me, and uh, and hopefully, I get to see you at Dallas, man. Yes, for sure. Hopefully, we're trying to get. Yeah, if anyone's I'm trying, I'm trying to get out there us. too. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, if you don't be not guaranteed out, what? How have you not been guaranteed out there? I, oh yeah, I, I was gonna message Tashi and see what happens. That's it. I'm flying to Tashi's Twitter. Come on. Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> we do need an organization. If any if anyone organization sponsor him, please to send over a European team, we would love that. I think we can do some big damage. So yes. we are looking, um, and would love to be attending the event. But yeah, thank you for having me on. I appreciate you letting me come on here and, and kind of reminiscing what I've and halo 5 and halo in general and yeah here's the anymore yeah man hopefully there's much more all right and that closes our episode for today thank you so much guys for tuning in as usual we have our grassroots br skin and name tag giveaway all you had to do was type in exclamation mark grassroots in the chat to be entered in the contest and now we have the winner i believe tony just let me know. It is Intensifies, the winner of the BR skin and nameplate. Congratulations. Enjoy your brand new goodies, and that'll close the episode for today. Guys, remember, you can also support us by purchasing our merch. Tony, let's see the merch. Why? Wait, they aren't here? Okay, what does that mean then? Intensify, where are you? So what, are you going to redraw it? Okay, redraw it then. Let's go. What do we got? It's what? Dar oh, okay. It's Dark Knight. We'll take it. I hear myself on your on your end, Tony. It's Dark Knight. Congratulations with the BR skin and the nameplate. And now you can check out the merch. One way to support us as well. If you're not, uh, sorry, everything you purchase here goes towards UGC and also goes towards myself, which I would highly appreciate that. And just stay tuned. This will be up on YouTube. We got another episode coming up next week. Hope to see you guys there.